All right. How you doing there, April? I'm doing well, Cindy, on this fine Sunday afternoon. It is a fine Sunday afternoon. I wonder if anybody else besides us people in the Northwest talk about the weather so much. We are seriously obsessed with it all the time. And I wonder if it's because it's the Northwest. And we, maybe because we appreciate it every single day. I talk about it because I want to know when I can get out and hike. Now, in my home state of Michigan, it's basically basically going to be snowing. So Yeah, I'm excited about this episode. Uh, we, I talked with Jill Meyer-Leppert. Uh, she is a fellow hygienist who lives in Wisconsin. And we talked about the side effects of cancer. Both her mom and her dad had cancer. So she watched them both go through the, the side effects of the treatment. And so talking about, not so much about the cancer itself, but the side effects. And so she started a, a business to help uh, dental professionals, but also uh, patients uh, and families, anybody. And it's called side effect support. Com. So she has products that help with, think about medications, make your mouth super dry. And if you have any caries already that were starting and now you have dry mouth and, you know, acidic environment and just, and just the pain. And, and so you're fighting one disease, but then you are growing another one in your mouth. And so we had a really good conversation about that. Pa- patients whose gums get swollen and puffy and how important it is to use like a soft bristle toothbrush. It was very enlightening. Well, it's great you bring that up, that subject matter up as well, because we'll have another episode that piggybacks on that with a product that helps cancer patients as well, type of brush post-op surgery for patients seen with the sore gum tissue. Yes, because you don't, you think about the gum tissues being so swollen and you don't, or after surgery, you're not supposed to brush certain areas for a while, but then you get that plaque in the bacteria. So how's it supposed to heal if you have all the the bacteria surrounding you know, and the infection. And yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. really excited about our, that the following episode that you're talking about as well. And that, that's just an amazing product that can help so many people. So that's super exciting and coming up soon. It's like another population that um, certainly needs special implements that are, you know, people are inventing some great products for that part of the population. Yes, definitely, definitely. So I'm really excited for you to hear, everybody to hear this episode with Jill. And she's got such passion to help people She's going to talk about, she's going to talk about that. Well, excellent. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And one thing she was talking about is because she lives in Wisconsin and another company she works for, they usually do like a CE course that's called, that's something to do with a course crawl and they, you have beer and you go to different courses. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right up our alley. Okay. What kind of dental ailments can they come up with? with I know. I'm like, (laughs) of course it's canceled this year, but maybe, maybe next year. But when she said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're coming next time. Yeah, it involves beer. Beer. And more, more, we can try some on the show out of uh, Wisconsin. Yes, for sure. Is that where, um, is it Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Is that the Milwaukee, beer? Yeah, in Madison. I've been to Madison. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what beer is up there? Is it like a 390 or 590 or 5? Oh, gosh. Like a um, code beer. The name escapes me at the moment. You caught me. I can see the name. Darn it. There's some like Goose, there's Goose Island. I think that was in Chicago. That's in Chicago. Okay. Gosh, what's the one out of Wisconsin? It's well, highly regarded. Not Gilgamesh. Maybe it's Gilgamesh. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I want to find out. I'm going to look it up. Okay. 
You tell me. It's right at the tip of my tongue. All right. Well, since we can't figure it out, if you guys know the answer, right. whoever answers it first, <laughs> please it. put it down and uh, <laughs> yeah, send it, send it to Yeah, we'll send you a uh, toothbrush. <laughs> we'll send you a toothbrush with uh, our name engraved on it. That's we never get, <laughs> we never see those. Yeah. Anyway, if you know the name of the beer in the craft beer in Wisconsin, please uh, chat it out to us. Put it down in any notes, anything you see, and you will be our hero. And uh, we will send you a special gift because we have some special gifts coming up. That's so right. Watch for those. I'm looking this up. I can't take it. I know. So you think right six oh eight? Six oh eight. That's what you're thinking of. Oh, okay. I know there was like a number thing. We get spoiled here in the Northwest with her culmination and always culmination. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, check out this episode. Let's support Jill in her supporting people with side effects from cancer medications, treatments, and we will put all the information in the show notes so you can find her website. All right. Enjoy. Well, I started my first job in the dental industry in 1992 and um, almost the exact same time my mom received a breast cancer diagnosis and uh, during her chemotherapy she suffered so badly with uh, side effects and especially side effects inside of her mouth and it was very frustrating because when she approached her oncology team to to get some guidance of what she could do to relieve the pain that she was in uh, they were very dismissive of it they basically just I said it was part of her treatments. There was nothing she can do and left it at that. So uh, she was very frustrated. And I think that is just in my nature. I'm very protective of people that um, if I see somebody suffering in some way, I, I want to take action. So it really um, just basically, I always say it lit a fire in me that I wanted to learn more about this. And I really foolishly had thought at the time that being that I now worked in the dental industry, I thought, well, I'll be able to find out for you. And, and it was really disheartening to find out that there was no help on that end either. Nobody really knew what to do on either side. So I started to just out of curiosity, question people in the practice where I was working. And uh, I had everybody who came in with a cancer diagnosis, I would ask what kind of cancer they had and what kind of treatments they had, if they had problems inside of their mouth. And I just started doing this kind of mental uh, list of what I was learning. And I found out that um, very few people felt like they were adequately prepared from their medical team as far as what they could do to prevent or manage the issues, um, that they were adequately, adequately prepared to know what to expect. And then I found so many people got through their treatments and they were sometimes years into their survivorship and they were still um, spending all this time and money in the dental uh, office trying to repair this damage that was done. So I really just learned that there were so many things that people were finding um, out as far as um, sometimes when they did receive advice from their medical team, it was really bad advice where they were sometimes told for just an example, somebody that had a lot of dry mouth issues, which is you know, really, really common for cancer treatments. They were being told by their um, oncology team to suck on lemon drops to um, help relieve that. And it was so shocking to me the first time that I heard that people were being recommended that, but then uh, 
people might be surprised that that's still a recommendation today uh, for a lot of a lot of patients. And there's even some cancer centers that will keep out big bowls of lemon drops or Jolly Ranchers or something like that for their patients to suck on. So there's this focus sometimes on relieving the immediate uh, pain or discomfort issue, but they're not thinking necessarily in long-term oral health and prevention of cavities and infection and all those things that are eventually going to also take its toll on their health. So I found out though, too, the more that I looked into things that there's sometimes things that we recommend as dental professionals that also are are basically doing the same type of thing. They're masking the problem uh, that's immediately there, but they're contributing to this long-term damage for people. So it was something that I wanted to give patients a resource. And it started out by just creating a volunteer program. So everybody that came to a local oncology department where I live and started their chemotherapy or radiation to the head and neck, they received a very uh, rudimentary goodie bag. It was basically a colored lunch bag uh, that I had uh, stuffed full of product samples and really simple information of side effects that they may encounter, uh, very simple recommendations of things they could do to possibly prevent or manage the problems. And then that way they had something to go home with and start with right away, because it is such a traumatic time for people. They are so stressed. And unless they have something to start with, it just gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, So you can recommend certain things, but then they end up just using the same thing they have at home. Or if they go to the store, they maybe can find one thing, but not the other. And they just go back to what they were using before. So Uh, They do benefit by having something they can go home with and start. And um, I found that after a while, though, the the donations that I was getting to stock these kits were going, they're getting smaller and smaller. So eventually I just didn't have enough to keep the kits going. And that's what inspired me to start uh, Side Effect Support, which is uh, an online resource where it not only helps the cancer survivor and their family caregivers to get information and over-the-counter products, uh, but it's also a resource for medical professionals and dental professionals to try to get us more on the same page uh, to bridge that gap of uh, communication. And uh, we can have access to uh, a prescription product and the -the over-the-counter products. It just is more of a kind of a one-stop shop for them. So you uh, don't have to be searching for all this information because it's so overwhelming. And I think that um, it's something that just gets lost in the shuffle. You know, when my dad went through his cancer treatments, I remember him coming home with a three-ring binder that's really thick binder and somewhere buried on page 26 was a small paragraph that talked about oral side effects. So the thought that patients are going to, uh, number one, I didn't see it um, or digest that information or be able to have the wherewithal to follow through on the recommendations, I think is unrealistic. We have to make it uh, more simple for them and get more on the same page with our dental our dental partners, our medical partners, I should say. <laughs> yeah. So you think there's a big disconnect between medical and dental? Um, oh, yes. I think you said both ways, but it seems like it's more like the dent- since there's dentists that they just considered a completely different yes. aspect in healthcare. Yes. And unfortunately, some of the problems that people have in their mouths uh, when they're going into cancer treatments, if it's not addressed ahead of time, um, they're having more poor treatment outcomes. So they're having more pain, more infection, uh, less in quality of life. So if we can bridge that gap and be more on the same page and look at oral side 
side effects and oral problems in a more preventive way, we can really help uh, to preserve that quality of life, but also give them better treatment outcomes. Yeah. And so I know of somebody, let's say somebody's going into the service or if they're going to have surgery, the patient will come in and have an exam and they want the doctor to sign off that all the treatment is done prior to that. So why don't we do that prior to having cancer treatments as well? Because like you said, they could be finding an infection in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And then if they're trying to fight cancer on top of that, exactly, probably <laughs> battling for the, the attention. Exactly. And unfortunately, I think there is that attitude that, and actually this is a comment that was made to me many times when I had first started side effect support, people would just look at me with this kind of blank stare in their face and say, you know, wow, what, why in the world would somebody care about their teeth or their mouth? when they're dealing something with something so serious. And I think that's the flaw in the mindset that we really have to overcome, that they just see this as, um, okay, somebody has, which obviously it is, it's a life life or death diagnosis. It's a, a change in their entire um, being, but uh, that doesn't make their oral health any less important when you really make the connect the dots on what kind of an effect it can have with their treatment process. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I could totally see that thinking or knowing that this cancer is obviously like takes precedence. It's so important and so scary, but yeah, you got to stop and think of the whole picture and put everything, put everything together for the best results. Um, you said, did you say your mom and your dad both had cancer? Yes. My mom had breast cancer and my dad actually had two types of cancer. He uh, started out with a really mild form of leukemia called chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And then he eventually developed other medical conditions and then was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is a type of lymphoma after that. And Hodgkin's is considered a treatable cancer. I guess if you have to, if you have to get a cancer, <laughs> you know, that, that wouldn't be one of the worst ones to get. Uh, but his body was already so uh, weakened from his other conditions that the same type of treatment that would save one person was too much for him. And we actually had to make the decision for him. Um, well, with him, I shouldn't say for him, uh, but with him, we had to decide, are we going to um, continue the treatments and most likely have the treatments take his life? Or would we just discontinue the treatments and let the cancer uh, run its course. And that is, he was suffering so badly with the different side effects of his treatments that that was the decision is basically to just stop and, and let the cancer do what it, it was going to do. So I think that in itself too, really made me uh, hyper aware to the seriousness of the side effects of treatments. Yeah. To, to think that we don't want to do treatment because the side effects are so bad. You can see commercials of um, medications and the list of side effects are so much more than the commercial and the benefits. It's Yes. You know, weighing those options. But if we reduce those side effects, then we could have better treatment, better treatment outcomes. And yes. what are some things that you do to help with the side effects? Uh, one of the biggest things is really, um, if we can, reaching them as early as possible in the process. And um, if we look at, you know, what type of cancer they have, what type of treatments they're going to have. Uh, we can anticipate what type of side effects they'll be most likely to um, possibly suffer from. So if we know that ahead of time, we can start addressing them before they even have a chance to start. And that doesn't mean we're going to totally avoid them, but if we can uh, delay uh, the onset um, and delay or uh, reduce the severity, that's probably the biggest goal. Uh, so it's something, so sometimes it's just really simple things. I mean, they're so simple, it almost seems ridiculous, but it just gets, um, it's just something that isn't thought of a lot of times. So something as simple as using a compact head extra soft toothbrush. 
um, as you know, you send your patients out to the store and they usually come home with the, these huge, you always say it's like the size of a hairbrush. Yes. A lot of times they're used to using medium bristles, sometimes hard bristles and switching to an extra soft compact touch toothbrush helps to reduce uh, the risks of tissue trauma. Uh, it helps them to access for better um, cleaning and it just keeps the whole process more comfortable for them. So if they do develop oral mucositis, which is like the inflammation or ulceration of the oral mucosa, the softer the brush that they use is going to keep it more comfortable that they can continue brushing because the higher bacterial burden that they have in their mouth, as far as uh, plaque goes, it just starts that inflammatory process and they're much more likely to have the ulcerations occur. So they get into a really vicious cycle with them. So we have them starting to use the extra soft compact touch toothbrush, um, sometimes a post-surgical brush. Uh, we use toothpaste that are free of irritating detergents or other um, chemicals that can be irritating to tissue or dry the tissue out, uh, avoiding, um, you know, using like xylitol products or something that can help to stimulate saliva while protecting, uh, protecting against cavities, looking at the pH of certain products. So it's, it's frightening to know how many dry mouth products there are out there that are actually acidic. Mm -hmm. uh, so our patients that have dry mouth already have that acidic environment in their mouth. And so we want to keep that, those products up to that seven or higher range to help balance that out a little bit. But a lot of the uh, products that are acidic are just going to end up contributing to more damage to their teeth down the line. Right. Yeah, you're saying that they have candy in the oncologist's offices for them to suck on. And I, I bet they do at home as well, because if you have dry mouth, you know, we all get it at sometimes, but just imagine just having it so dry all the time that you're always sucking on something. I've heard of patients that go to bed with a lifesaver in their mouth to keep, yes. just to keep it moist. And Absolutely. Or cough drops, things like that. They'll notice, um, yes. you know, they feel like they're I mean, coughing more often because of things being so dry and, you know, they come back in after their treatments and you think of all of the stress and the money um, and the time that they spend in the oncology department that we want to avoid having them just transfer that to the dental office. And I think having two parents that went through cancer treatments as well, it makes me um, that much more cautious and aware of the financial uh, stress that can go along with a, a cancer diagnosis. And that is something I think we do our patients a huge service when we keep that in mind for them, because um, let's face it, dentistry is expensive. You know, we, we are very skilled and we, we get paid well for what we do and, and rightly, rightfully so, but um, for somebody who's already struggling so badly financially, you know, what can we do to help them avoid the problems and not just fix them once the problems are there? Right. That's the last thing they need once they get better, hopefully, than to have then have to go to the dentist all the time to have work on their mouth and to fix all the damage that didn't have to, that could have right. been prevented. And so then they yes. have to go to the dentist and spend even more money that they, they most likely don't have. Um, yeah. That's the, the emotional aspect of it. Yeah. You know, you think of the, um, you know, I use my mom as an example, you know, she, in the early nineties, she was only in her early fifties and there wasn't even anything offered as far as reconstruction at the time after a mastectomy. So, you know, she had no hair, she had no eyelashes and the thought that she could lose teeth on top of it is just seemed extra cruel. You know, I actually had a patient one time who's a breast cancer survivor and she was so nervous and anxious to come in for that first time after she completed her treatments. And she said, I, 
I was so afraid. She goes, because I kept telling myself, don't worry, your hair will grow back, but your teeth won't. And I think that really kind of summed it up that, you know, there's a lot of attention paid to people losing hair. Um, it's amazing how a lot of foundations and, and different things, they will um, bend over backwards to help provide wigs or, or things like that, which, you know, I, I don't want to minimize that by any means and the emotional effect that has on people, but um, their hair will grow back. And, and it's true that their teeth won't, you know, we need to focus on, on those long-term effects, I think a little bit more. That's a really, really good point. And hair, yeah, hair's obviously you want to have your hair not say anything bad about wigs and stuff. That's wonderful. And but with your mouth conditions, it's an infection too. So yeah, you that's really, really important to take care of that. Do you have on that note, you said that your donations are dwindling or have been? Do you have a place where people could donate products or funds or how could people, how could we help you? Well, actually, um, what used to be my volunteer program, that's, that's how it developed into side effect support. So what I actually did is rather than keeping it as a volunteer program or a nonprofit, I created it to be a business. And that way I wanted to be self-sustaining. I didn't want it to be dependent on donations because I, I found out how quickly that can change. <laughs> and and you're not guaranteed those donations. So I thought if I created a business out of it and I provide the products, that drives a revenue stream to help keep um, the availability of it there. So there are options. Um, I do have not only full-size products, but I do have the pre-made kits in more modern versions now. And periodically I will have um, businesses or individuals that will pick a, an oncology department and they would like to donate some. So they actually will purchase some of these kits and then they will have it donated to the oncology center of their choice in their name. Um, and it's really a nice thing for dental offices to do. It's a great community outreach. Uh, it's something that gets their name out there and it gets exposure to uh, the, even not only the patients and their family, but also to the uh, oncology staff, the hospital staff that's working there to show that you you are going above and beyond for the people in your community who are dealing with a very stressful um, time in their life. Right. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. So what kind of products do you have? So this is on your website, um, yes. the sideeffectsupport.com? Yep, I and have so a shop tab. And then it has, um, it has some toothbrushes. It has different types of toothpaste. Uh, we have mouth rinses and a selection of oral moisturizers. Uh, we actually have uh, like a selection of gums and mints and things like that. So they don't have to turn to the lemon drops and the, the uh, cough drops and things like that. So uh, we even have these toothbrush covers that help to protect the toothbrush from germs. Um, so if you think of how people store their toothbrushes in their bathroom, and a lot of times they're exposed to airborne um, viruses, bacteria, anything that's kind of floating around in there, or they're storing them in a cup along with their family members and they touch each other. Uh, so something even like that, it's just that mindset of um, now that toothbrush can become a contamination source. If they're touching family members, that's one way that things can get passed from one to another. So it's a, a special type of toothbrush shield that covers up the brush to protect that. But I also recommend if somebody's going through treatments, use your own tube of toothpaste. Uh, every time you put that ribbon out and if you touch the end of that tube, that can become contaminated and pass something from one member to the next. And 
Um, I think we're a little bit more aware of things like that with the COVID situation, but uh, for people whose immune system is so compromised, that's just a great extra tool that you can do to protect them. Yeah, those are some good points. I never really would have thought about that. Maybe, maybe because I always use my own toothpaste, but that's sure. a good point. You're putting on somebody else's saliva. Yeah, and I think with the COVID too, people hopefully are aware of things that they've been passing along all these times that we, yeah, we need to be afraid of, afraid of that as well. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that, I think that is absolutely wonderful that you provide those products and a list of, because people don't know, we, we think, because we know as dental professionals, what, what's good for your mouth and what's not, we just assume that everybody knows, but right. they don't. So it's good they have a spot that they can go to to find out what is recommended and it's easy for them. Do you have like outreach programs? You were saying we could buy kits and then donate them to oncologists or to people that you might know that are um, that could use it. But what about connecting with medical doctors and oncologists to bring them aware, bring awareness to them of and part, part of side effect support also is um, education. So it's not only the free online education that is available in our blogs and resources tabs, but then I also do presentations. So I'm able to um, provide PACE credits and I can go uh, do the dental continuing education. And I really, really like when we do a full office together, not only the clinical staff, but all the, also the administrative staff, because um, even though some, if an administrative person doesn't have any clinical knowledge, sometimes it might get a little, you know, a little overwhelming for learning all that information, but it's so important that they have that basic understanding because that's where we tend to lose people. Um, you know, is whoever is answering the phone is who's scheduling appointments, uh, confirming appointments, doing financial arrangements that typically is going to be the first person in your office that, uh, finds out that you have a patient that is dealing with a cancer diagnosis. Um, so if Mr. Smith has his crown scheduled and he calls up and cancels it because he just found out he has prostate cancer and he just doesn't want to deal it, with it right now, I think it's human nature that your first instinct is to say, oh my goodness, by all means, just call us back when you're feeling better. When that's, that's a golden opportunity to say, Mr. Smith, you know, <laughs> let's take a look at this, make sure that he's up to date on his x-rays, make sure that he's not going into that with active decay, active infection. Um, and then what can we do to arm him with all of these things that he needs ahead of time? Um, and that is one aspect too, as far as like dealing with the medical and dental staff, there's um, access to, to prescription products on my site as well. So there's um, access to saliva max, which is a super saturated calcium phosphate rinse with, for dry mouth and mouth sores. Um, and then there's also access to an oropeutic script so that is a non-opioid uh, pain reliever, um, pain relieving gel basically for um, oral wounds. So those are things too that it's, um, it's not only that one-step shop type of thing for the, the patient, but also for the, the providers as well. Yeah. And I like how you said about the, the whole team being educated. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And I'm glad you brought that up because so many doctors will go to these great CEs and they come back and they want their team to be excited and that you just can't you just can't give it to them as, as much as you could if you involve them and they heard it from themselves yeah so when I started out at the front office I was going to CEs like LVI I'd go to LVI and sit through um, painting composites and matching up crowns and veneers and 
I mean, I was the, the, the young receptionist answering the phone. I was like, I mean, this is good because I love to travel, but I'm like, why am I doing this? And then after a while, I caught on. I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I can answer the phone and I know what I'm talking about. It makes a huge difference. Yes. So Definitely. in my mind, I know what a lab, like what the lab needs to be. I know all the stuff that I, you wouldn't think somebody would need to know, but if mm-hmm. you want to be ahead of the game, that's your little secret right there. Yes. And, and especially when somebody's diagnosed, they're on a time crunch most of the time where it's, you know, I was, I was like having a cancer diagnosis is kind of like the hurry up and wait situation. So you rush in, you get the diagnosis, and then you usually don't see somebody, you know, for maybe a week or two to find out what the treatment plan is. And then, then you maybe wait, wait a week or two before the surgery. And then it's another wait between, you know, that and starting the treatments or something like that. So they're typically, and it's not the case for all cancers, but there's typically a little bit of a time lag in there where that's our window that we want to see them, but it's still a, a window of time. So we can't ever have what we're doing delay the start of that treatment. So we need to kind of work within that window and especially having the administrative staff aware of that, that helps to not only um, aid in the patient communication, but also the scheduling impact that we don't end up with a situation where now um, they need all of this dental work completed ahead of time, but they're scheduled to start treatments in two days. You know, that can't happen. Right, and then the admin team can help answer questions instead of playing phone tag or message tag with the doctor trying to get information. If they already yes. know the information themselves, think, you know, that's going to save so much time and uh, precious time and for the patient to get their, their treatment done and mm-hmm. you know, ask all those little questions that you could, you could know. And so um, taking, yeah, and taking care of the patient, that's, is, you know, number one, and the better you can do that and the more you can provide for them and um, having the, this information is, it's so great. And these resources, like being able to share your website or get products for, you know, for them is, is wonderful. Yes. And I do have um, patient brochures also uh, that are called cancer treatments and oral health. And it gives the very, um, an overview basically of some side effects that they may encounter. And then the instructions of the uh, ways of brushing differently or, or chemicals to avoid in their products and things like that. And if anybody um, needs those for their practice, I, I always encourage anybody to reach out to me. I'm happy to send you some. And that way you've got them on hand that if you're in that situation, um, you have something to hand them and start with right away. Right. How many times do we have a patient that will tell us that they're going into treatment or in treatment and they have questions and we, rat- we rattle off all these items and things to do for them, you know, like soft brushes, saliva max and stuff, but then... They're not going to most likely remember, especially if they are going through chemo or we write it down on a sticky, you know, how professional is that? So to be able to give them a nice brochure that they could go home and have that information ready for them when they're, when they need it, that that's great. And to think ahead of time to have it ready. Yes. Every brochure has a little discount code on there too. So if there's things that you recommend, you can, you can direct them to it, but then it also provides them a discount. And that is one area where I think I, I probably am one of the worst business people in the world, because I am so cautious of their financial strains. I want to make everything as affordable as possible. I, my biggest concern is to, to get this in their hands, to, to get them started on it and to provide the relief. And I think, um, I just truly believe everything else will come back. You know, as people find that relief, they will come back for more. And, uh, 
that will make it all work out in the end. But uh, I do want people to have that um, ability to to get a discount and and get what they need. Right. Yeah. There's a fine balance between business and morals <laughs> and human kindness. They, I think you have to have it all to have it all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, what kind of CE? What kind of education? You said you have some educational. CE on your website as well that you provide? I don't have anything recorded on my site, uh, but I do provide the CE. So I have, um, I can do presentations uh, and I can either do it in the practice for the whole office, or I will do it for um, either the dental side or I'll do it for the medical side at all. So I can go into an oncology department and help to um, educate the nurse navigators. And of course, that isn't something that they necessarily would get credits for as far as something that I can provide, but it's very valuable for their patient care. So what are you, are you a hygienist now? Are you still in clinical or what is your career like these days? I'm no longer working clinically. Uh, I am now also the uh, community relations manager for custom dental solutions. And that has been a really great opportunity for me. Uh, That is something that through custom dental, I can um, help to provide some of the education. And that is actually one place that you can find a recorded course is um, from the customdentalsolutions.com website. There is a a tab that will lead you to recorded uh, continuing education courses. And I do have one on there um, that gives an overview on oral care and oncology. Okay, great. Yeah, so we can uh, find some more information there. No, that was a lot of good information and really important information. So I was really glad for you to join us today and definitely keep us updated. If you have any, um, anything new comes out, we'd love to hear from you again and keep, keep everybody posted on any, any new and improved recommendations. That's great. Thank you. So stay, I'm going to turn this off, but you can stay on. <laughs>